0: I'm Steven Adams, this is down to Doug, I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved, I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinus. I'm not miffed and peeved, I'm down to dunk. I'm Steven Adams, I'm not miffed and peeved, I am down to dunk. Yo, SPG and I'm down to dunk.
1: Welcome to Down to Dunk, I'm your host Andrew Schleck, we're part of CLNS Media, dailythunder.com, featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time, and with me as always, for our Monday show, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, we had a very, very positive week, so I'm happy and it's a happy fall day. so <laughs> it is, uh, like, almost shockingly good, because the Thunder start 0-4 and, and you're like, oh, okay, like it really felt like we were heading for another like 8 and 12 start. You know, you mm-hmm. looked ahead at the schedule, you like yeah, like Charlotte. it's still in play. It's still in play. Like obviously it's still in play, but I think <laughs> that you just feel much better. I mean, you looked at Charlotte yeah. Washington, and you're like you know like Charlotte's pretty good. Like that's a decent yeah. team. And that was a great win. I think I still think that was the best win of the season so far in the very young season. I think that Charlotte game was the best win. Uh and then even after winning in Charlotte, you're like, yeah, you know, like the, the Wizards, they've got guys, you know, John mm-hmm. Wall, Bradley Beale, Otto Porter. Those are all really good players and they've been getting their butts kicked lately and they're probably a desperate team that's going to get a win. Like you, you could all, in Thunder second, have a back-to-back. Uh, no, the Thunder demolish the Wizards 134 to 111 and it was... It was shocking to me, not only how well the Thunder shot because you had guys like Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson, you know, hitting a majority of their threes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you just the other side of it is that the Wizards look like they need a change. (laughs) I mean, they look so that's so bad. I mean, to have the talent that they do. Like that's a talented team. Like Marquise Morris is a good player. Porter's a good player. Wall, Beal, like I mentioned, Kelly Oubre. As much as you don't like him, is like a decent <laughs> talent. Like they've got guys. Austin Rivers. As much as we love to make fun of Austin Rivers, like he's a good NBA player. Uh, and they stink. Like they're yeah. really, really bad. Uh, and like some of it was the Thunder being awesome, but like I don't want to get people too excited because a lot of the fifty-seven percent from the field was the Thunder. Doing whatever they wanted on the offensive end.
0: Yeah. Um, and you're right. I mean, 134 points will not be the average, uh, well, not close to the average uh, of the points that uh, OKC will put up. on, a, I think I calculated that during the game, it was something like a 128 offensive rating. This is out <laughs> of reach uh, for, for OKC. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but through like three quarters, the defensive rating was close to 100. Mm-hmm. That is the part that gets me excited because, yes, uh, Washington doesn't have a chemistry uh, right now, doesn't have anything right now. But they can still score the basket if you give them an open shot mm-hmm. like they did uh, partially in the first few minutes. Um, I thought that the best part of the game was Billy's interview uh, between the first quarter and the second one. Did you did you listen
1: to it? I, I did not. I didn't catch it.
0: So he basically said, "Well, yes, let's see if Dwight keeps uh, taking mid range shots and <laughs> taking guys off the dribble." <laughs> so like the game plan, oh, the game boy. plan was really never doubling Dwight Howard, and yeah. they stick to it. Uh, yeah. Dwight scored, uh, and it, it, as soon as you run off stamina and other guys like get tired of looking him shooting. Uh, Basically, the wheels are collapsed, mm-hmm. and and the thing that I I liked uh, about the, uh, about OKC and Billy was that they never kept uh, like they never stopped defending the ball uh, mm-hmm. throughout the, the the game. Yes, there were lapses, there were moments, but either Billy uh, called a very timely timeout or they got together uh, somehow. So. I, I really thought that these games are, uh, on one hand, you cannot take a lot out of it because of how bad that the, the the opponent is playing. But you can take out the fact that they never, uh, that they, they were in the game, even with plus 30. Sure. And that's important. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Cleveland game. Uh, I texted you about that mm-hmm. uh, last season, where they were up big. Then Isaiah Thomas made a a run, like, 10 points. But, like, you never had the feeling that OKC was losing that game. They were always in control. They were always, well, you can have, like, your two, three shots, Isaiah, and then we'll take it from there. And they they did it. And it was the same. And this is a very good sign. Again, Mm -hmm. not a lot to take out, but at least to say that they stay in the game and they defend at a very, very high level. Again... 30 shots from three uh, to Washington is a very good number. And OKC is doing a great job in um, avoiding trees uh, and letting D- Dwight Howard take mid-range and or uh, pull-ups.
1: Yeah. And to, to Dwight's credit, he was kind of awesome <laughs> against the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, he was 7 of 8 from the field, 20 points. He didn't rebound the ball at all, three rebounds. And this team, this Wizards team, continues to be the worst rebounding team in the NBA. Uh, but one thing that you can take... And here's, here's a big positive. And I, and I will really know how true this is after about 10 games. But the fact that they didn't let up against the Wizards and the fact that they fought against Charlotte, because the Charlotte, oh, yeah. the Charlotte game flow is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because the first half, I thought they really defended well, but they just mm-hmm. couldn't make anything. Uh, and they stuck with their offensive principles, and Russell also was jacking some shots too that he just happened to make. But overall, I thought that they stuck to the offensive game plan, and that it just eventually worked. And they kept defending the way that they had been, and they had they withstood that run by Kimball Walker, and they just chipped away at that lead until you know. And they saw that Alex Abrines had it going. Great, we're going to stick with him. We're going to play small. You know, Billy made some great adjustments in that game and i just I, I i think also just this team is now playing with a lot of confidence and, and i see that in particular in jeremy grant uh against the mm-hmm. wizards i mean the confidence oh, yeah. that he's playing with especially on the perimeter and especially shooting from the perimeter there were times and i think he only took three he was two of three from three that night yes but there were times where i was i watched him shoot it and he i was like who is that Yeah, like oh, that's Jeremy, because Mm -hmm. it looked fluid, it was decently compact, and he made them. And they even all three all three looked really good. And I I don't expect him. Right, no hesitation. That's so key, Uh, and that's going to be key for he and Ferguson. Uh, Yes because like we are, we've already seen like Alex Abrines is playing with supreme confidence, which is so great, uh, and playing good minutes. And like that, that whole situation, just, I'm just ecstatic about that. Uh, <laughs> Diallo doesn't hesitate for anything, you know, like he just, I've never seen him hesitate. Um, but we've seen that with Jeremy Grant and with Ferguson and Ferguson was better the other night too. Yes. You know, he was three of five from three, uh, that helps. nine points, two assists, only two turnovers in his 17 minutes. Like he played, he played well. And so it's nice to have a lot of options, uh, at the wing spot for the thunder and not, none of them are like awesome, but mm-hmm. at least like decent options at the wing because you've had games where, You know, like Russell had a great game, but he was 23, 12 and three, which is like not a great stat line for Russell Westbrook. Paul George, 17 points, seven assists. I thought, you know, Paul's been kind of weird because he has that foot, uh, the -hmm. foot numbness that he's got going on. I don't honestly don't know a ton about it. I've talked to a guy I know that is he thinks it's a scary thing. For paul george but the way that paul george stayed patient throughout the game and really picked his spots didn't force anything uh he didn't hardly shoot the ball in the first half but he was really contributing in every other way which i thought was encouraging but on the thunder be firing all cylinders are going to need paul george to be paul george but he was awful against charlotte he played he shot the ball well against the wizards uh but overall, it is not like your standard Paul George. But for the team to be able to win games without that, it's going to take, you know, you know Schroeder's played great minutes. Abrinas has played good minutes. Ferguson played good the other night. Jeremy Grant had his career high. I mean, to have multiple guys that are contributing to winning is something that Thunder really haven't had uh, in a long time. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the last time where you could count on this many guys to help you win a basketball game. And that's that's typically just not the Thunder way. Yeah. Um, like, if you said to me the
0: OKC was down 92-93 uh, 90 with six minutes and a half to go. Mm-hmm. And that's day one with Russ taking 24 shots. <laughs> last last season, that wouldn't be possible. Two seasons ago, like, yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's not how that team operates uh, operated. And it is how this team operates and this team is for the majority um, Russell Westbrook and so I I really want to speak about how Russ and uh, Schroeder are playing right now because this to me is one of the keys if not the most important um, of this stretch uh, very good stretch of OKC Russ is doing less which is extremely important on the offensive end and he's doing way more On the defensive end, Um, he's taking a ton of shots at the rim. I know that you and John and like basically um, the last three episodes of Dream Team Day, you you guys highlighted this, that the fact that Russ is taking a lot of shots at the rim. Mm -hmm. Um, We always knew that he's capable of doing that, but now he's actually doing it. And he's not parked under the basket, he's doing closeouts, he's doing dirty work. he's fighting through screens, maybe less than other guys, but still at a good level. And that, to me, was the change in the clipper game, in the Clippers game. He held uh, in the post against Gallo, one possession, and then he fought through a screen, another. he got a steal on the third one. And the energy changed. Like when Russ defends, no one on the court can get away with like l- lazy defense. If he is doing that, then everyone else is doing that 100% more than what, what he does. And that is, I think, what was missing last season when Dre got, went down. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and this is very important. And on the other, on the other end, like when Ras goes to the bench, OKC doesn't change the way they play. Like, they generate a kind of different, like, Dennis is not the same player but he, they generate the same kind of actions. And right. that is so important because the team is in the same flow, no matter who's on the court. Mm-hmm. If it's Paul George, a running off pin downs, great. If there, if there is no Paul George, there's Alex Sabrinas. Um, now, Jeremy is trying to do some pick and pop the same way that uh, Tupac is doing. By the way, Tupac is playing finally as, as he should. And mm-hmm. uh, Nils Noel is a very good defensive anchor. Well, like for a second unit. So it's, it's very crucial that Hockey C is playing for 48 minutes the same way and it's the right way.
1: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's, it's been the biggest thing. I had had somebody ask me, you know, why is Felton not playing? It's well, it's because this team has a firm identity that they're going to play fast. They're going to have a disruptive defensive team and they're going to try to generate as many offensive possessions as possible. Because they know that they have an inefficient offense. They know that. And so they know that they need to be disruptive and they need to play as fast as they can. You know, like Ray's just not that guy. And that's okay. But they have the guys to do it, which is super nice because you can kind of replicate. And you've mentioned this in past episodes you can completely replicate. What the you know the first unit is doing to the second unit as like a poor man's version of it, but you just keep playing, and that version, that poor man's version of the starting unit, is a heck of a lot better than a lot of uh, second units in the NBA, uh, which is super nice because they t- just killed the second unit uh, for the Wizards. I mean, it wasn't even a yeah. contest. Whenever yeah. the Thunder put their bench in, and that was the difference in the game. You know, the Thunder, you know, the Wizards started out super hot the thunder were down 10 which is like hilarious to think about is that the thunder were actually down 10 during that game at one point uh, and it was just white baby <laughs> it was too <Dwight>. white <laughs> oh man that wizards team I, I don't know what they're gonna do but i don't i don't really care what they're gonna do i just hope scotty is not a casualty um as a result of it i'd like to thank andy's frozen custard for sponsoring today's show oh boy Andy's Frozen Custard right now has two specialty concretes that are just unbelievable. One, it's the pumpkin pie concrete. Two, it's the apple pie concrete. Both come from an actual pie that's in a pie pan that's been baked in an oven. They cut it, put it in the cup, vanilla frozen custard, mix it up, and it is unreal. You have got to go try it. You have the bits of crust in there. You got the apples and with the pumpkin pie, it's just all kind of mixes in. Uh, It's delicious. And it's just a great fall treat. Also right now, locally here in Oklahoma City, and I think that it's across the board with them, but you can go get a pint of frozen custard. You can mix stuff in it. You can just get your original vanilla or chocolate pint and it's buy one, get one free. So you gotta go now. It's actually a great deal. So you gotta go support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. You know, the Slender team, they're they're taking shape. You know, the beginning of the season, the the bad shooting was unsustainably bad. Now, yeah, they're, they're not gonna shoot like they did against the Wizards against most teams but to win I don't think they have to. I mean if they're that they're if they shoot like that they're going to demolish teams like we saw yeah. against the Wizards. If they just when they level out it's like this is a good team. Like this is a really good team. Uh and so you know, as discouraging as it was watching this team the first four games and how frustrating it was um it's not like all of that stuff just immediately goes away. Uh, some of those problems are still going to be there but they are generating good offense and they were during that time span too uh, and something that's encouraging is in the in the six games that Russell's played their offensive rating is 12th in the NBA 110.5 5th in defensive rating 104.7 8th in net rating 5.8 like that sounds about right you know yeah like that's yeah. if that's where this team lands ultimately without Robertson you are like I like the Thunder pretty good. I guess a pretty good team. Yeah, and I was looking into some advanced
0: um, numbers. Um, the, the isolations are down um, from last year, uh, about two points uh, person, two percentage points, mm-hmm. and the, the transitions are up, which is exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Um, if you have a team that ha- has like issues um, scoring um, in the half course setting. And so if you limit the isolation, especially when Russ is on the floor, we know that Danny Schroeder is actually a good isolation players uh, player. He actually searches for, um, say, they do a screen, uh, they, they force a switch, and then he goes ISO against the big. That is a, that is a thing that you... Can um, is a welcome thing because he can actually take the guy off the dribble and score. Yeah. Uh, and those are the isolation they are taking. They are taking less and less uh, stagnant possessions. And one thing that we have to mention is the fact that Russ is doing more on that end. It's not, when he's off the ball, he's not standing all the time. He, he does that sometimes, but he's not standing with the uh, hands on his knees. Like, he's doing cuts. He is... Um, He's doing other stuff. He rarely screens, but sometimes he does it. So I think that uh, Russ can be contagious on that end. Yeah. Uh, if he's willing to do the little things, then he's doing that on defense, which is the most important part. Uh, because I think that if you have Russell Westbrook and Paul George, the offense will come around um, sometimes, uh, sometime in the, in the future. But if you can be like a very very good defensive team, uh, then this team can can go far.
1: Yeah. And they're they're doing things that are sustainable, and that they're continuing to attack. You have Schroeder and Westbrook, and whenever you put whenever you put Schreuder and Westbrook on the court together with Paul George and Abrinas, you have four guys that can attack a closeout. Yeah, which is yeah. so important. The Thunder. I mean, it's been rare that they have three. You know, let alone yeah, four. If you put
0: Jeremy at the five, they can be five. Right. Like if, if you if you if you close with Jerome at the five, which is. Um, something that you can do depending on the matchup then you have five guys that then sort of create their own shot which
1: yeah. is important Yeah, because their free throw rate is super high uh, and if they could just make their free throws like they did against the Wizards like that, that's how you win basketball games <laughs> you play really yeah. good defense you have mm-hmm. a high free throw rate you make a decent amount of shots you're going to win a ton of basketball games and so there's there's just a lot of encouraging things that that Wizards game had a lot of like weird Thunder history in it. The first half they had 79 points uh, at halftime, which tied a Thunder record for most points and a half. Uh, let's see what else they let's see for the fifth time in Thunder history they had led by 29 points at halftime. Paul George hit 10,000 career points in that game. Uh, they had 27 assists through the first three quarters uh which was a season high already for the team. Like they were just firing all cylinders. Like a lot of it was that, you know, Thunder players hitting shots lead to assists. Uh but still they're sharing the ball in a way that like the quote unquote Thunder don't. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they, they they kind of have an offense, which is something that they haven't had. I mean really since Russell Westbrook took over as full time point guard, like they haven't had like an like an offense that is difficult to defend like they've had players that are difficult to defend but not an offense that's difficult to defend yeah so like part is personnel based
0: and part is that um or especially the last the last two seasons part is on us and like we all know that um but yeah what they are doing now I think it's sustainable. I mean, they are shooting 30% from three. So I, it's, I hope that is sustainable. Um, they are right. generating like, like less than that. that. That is no. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, one other thing that it's extremely important and I probably already said that, but, um, I'm getting dizzy and so I don't remember. Um, they are allowing 28, um, l- like less than 30, uh, attempts from three from the opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is something that Billy is like three season. <laughs> he's trying to actually do that. Um, and they are disciplined and they are doing it. They are leaving the, the like the basket a little bit less guarded. Uh, it's up to Steven to, to, uh, to protect that. And we know that Steven is, is not really the, um, the rim protector, um, but he's actually a very, very good player in and role setting. So, if they can sustain that kind of three point defense, uh, that, that is a big part of what they do defensively, plus yeah. generating like a ton of steals. Um, yeah. Which, which is exciting. Like, uh, d- like we, we said a lot of bad things about Ferguson, um, and part rightfully so. But he's playing, like, after that game where his offense got in his head and he stopped playing defense, he's actually playing very good defense. Especially in terms of screening, how how he defends screen, Um, and so that part is actually very very interesting. And who knows? I mean, the season is is long, and if he can hit the shot, that becomes immediately a very very important player for OKC going forward.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if he can hit thirty five percent from three and be a good like a good to great offensive or a defensive stopper then yeah you, you're gonna need to play him uh, mm-hmm. i'm I, I still don't feel like i need to like walk back anything i said about ferguson really at any oh, no, point um, yeah, won't. because That's... he's played some really bad games yeah and he's gonna be up and down like he's not just because he played well against the wizards that doesn't mean that like sits him on this trajectory to be awesome you know, the rest of the season and the, t- the team, I mean, the fact is the team has an investment in Terrence Ferguson. They spent a first round pick on him and the clock is ticking with his rookie scale deal. And honestly, if you can get value out of any rookie scale player, I mean, that's, that's where the the best value is in the NBA. You know, it's hard, it's hard to find the minimum guys, you know, you getting a New Orleans Noel, like that's really rare. Uh, to find on the market, that's a guy that's got talent and that's you know going to give you energy and hustle off the bench in a small role for nothing. Like that's rare. Like a lot of those guys get paid, uh, and you'll see Nerlens probably get paid next year. And so, but if you can have a guy that's already locked in, yeah, you know, that's where that's why it's important for them to develop Diallo as well. And so, mm-hmm. uh, TLC, you know, e- even if TLC is like gives you like seventy five percent of what any of these other guys do. Like they they don't have an investment in him. I think they really well they wanted to get a look at him. They got a look at him. They decided to not pick up his fourth year option. And I think he's more of a trade chip than he is anything else, uh, because yeah. they have this investment in Ferguson and Diallo, and you know Alex Abrines just flat out is a top eight NBA rotation player for most teams, and the guy's just got to play. And I think that yeah. his the extension talks with him are probably going to get more interesting as the season goes along because they can extend him at any point. Cause he's not on your standard rookie scale deal. He just had a three year, $15 million deal. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be, uh, wise for the thunder to give him an extension, like, a even something that was close to what he had had before. I don't know that he'll demand a ton more than that. Uh, but I think it'd be wise to lock him up now because if a, a wing shooter gets out on the market, a young athletic wing shooter, Gets that onto the market, like he could be good as gone. And yeah. so to get him yeah, extended, I think should be a priority.
0: Um question to you. Okay. Um well, let's play a little game. Um can you guess over the last six games, who is the best among rotation players? Uh who's the best three point shooter on the team?
1: <laughs> Did you look it up? No. Do you know? Um, Okay. The best three point shooter on the team the past. Over the
0: last six games.
1: Over the last six games. Is it Patterson? No. It's third. Third. Among rotation players. Okay. Uh, Is it. It's not Alex, is it? No, Alex is second. Second? And then first. Yeah. It's not PG. No. What's the volume? 3.5 3.5 per game. Yeah. Um, Jeremy. No. <laughs> Who is it? Why am I not getting it, this? It's Dennis Schruder? Oh, Dennis. I don't even think yes. of him.
0: I don't even. That's 30, 38.1% over the last six games. The first one is, of course, the burden, but it took like two threes. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Well, I thought
1: it, it might have been T-Ferg because he like just doesn't shoot.
0: No, T Ferg is twenty seven point three. Uh Jeremy is thirty, Wonderful. and Russ is um clearly eleven point eleven. And uh Hamidou is twenty percent. Yeah. Uh, um and well, he's not yeah. taking threes though, though No, 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 One 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 three per game. Yeah. Um PG is thirty three point three uh at eight three point per game. Um the number is fine. Eight. I think it's a very good number for him.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um,
0: uh, and yeah. No, I mean that is a part that can unlock a lot of things. Yeah. Like if he can hit not, not 38. I mean, I, if it's 38, it's like
1: great. Uh, but if, if it's even 35, um, well, he's 33 are, on the season, like and 33, like that's an acceptable number, right?
0: Yeah. But, but you know, if he can go like 35, maybe, maybe thirty thirty five, thirty six 35, 36 on spot ups. Yeah. And just eliminate the pull ups, please. Um, uh, like that is a great number. Yeah, that, that is a really uh, a great number. And like the pass, it was against Charlotte, right? When Russ made that bullet pass uh, for him on the on the wing. Yeah, that that action was so so nice to see, because Russ like generate a lot of um, they they help uh, on him. He had like two or three guys over him, and he just dishes that perfect pass in the pocket uh to Schroeder and that was that is something that is there all the time because Mm -hmm. no one will close on on Dennis at least for the first part of the game uh the season Uh, if he can hit that then that's money
1: do you watch Russell differently after doing your project um I
0: think I watch everything differently like (laughs) I I really
1: look for like look for quality
0: and yeah and like not all the time because he, there's so many things to watch, yeah. and I really want to 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 have a clearly id a clear idea of on what Billy is trying to run mm-hmm. uh, because there there are like a few things that he added from uh, respect to, uh, to last season. So there's a few new sets that he is using not consistently, but there are like a few new concepts that I want to have a clear grasp on. Maybe down the line, I'll do like, um, some video session. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I look for, uh, for, uh, bad passes and good passes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I say, well, no, no, that's too low. There's no chance. And, right.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. The thunders numbers I went over, I've been over them the past couple of weeks and, uh, went over on, uh, my radio show. The numbers were like unsustainably bad, you know, through yeah. the first like five games. Like mm-hmm. they just it just could not continue to be that bad. And now we're like entering the zone of like, okay, like these are normal bad numbers. Like Jeremy Grant, twenty eight percent from three. That's a normal, bad three point shooter, right? Uh Paul yeah. George up to thirty-two percent from three. That's just gonna be better. Shooter, thirty-three percent to me. Like that might be about where he lands by season's end. Patterson, thirty-four percent. Like he's about there and probably better. Arina's thirty-five percent. We know that he's a better shooter than that, but to reach that level, like that's good. Like the Thunder, and as much as we were, and, and a lot of the the frustration with Billy for me was just that everything looked like last season. The energy level yeah. looked like last season. But some of it was just sometimes you know the ball going in the hoop gives the team energy, and so. Just seeing the ball go in, I think, was has just been really crucial to this team. And they've been executing about the same level offensively, uh, which has been nice to see. And so, uh, you know, give Billy credit for sticking with it. Give the team credit for sticking with it, even when it wasn't working, and for mm-hmm. sticking it through. Uh, but I just, it's it's nice to see this team play cohesively, play the same style of basketball the whole game. And to see different guys step up every night, you know, he had a Brinas, had that fantastic game against Charlotte. Like he's going to have games like that. Like, I, I don't think that's going to be a standalone game where at the end of the season, you're like, Oh wow. Remember when Alex Abrinas did that? I think he's going to do, he has the, if he can stay healthy, he has it in him to do that, you know, multiple times this season. And then you have Jeremy Grant stepping up and, you know, Jeremy Grant is still developing, and he he's a very much a, a feel player when it comes to the game. Not that he has good feel, but I think that he needs to play minutes and to be out on the court to to get a good feel for himself, to get himself going. And so, it, it feels like he's gotten that a little earlier than he did last season. Uh, he's looked great, and so it's just nice to have multiple guys that will step up. Um, when a guy like Paul George does struggle, um, and really Dennis Schroeder's at the front of that line. I mean, you talked about his three yeah. point shooting, but his ability to manage an offense, uh, has been really nice because I, th- I think what has impressed me most, like if I were to take like a single moment was when he managed that two for one at the end of the third quarter against the wizards when the game yeah. was like, I think they were only up 19 at that yeah, point, and And it felt like, it it felt a little <laughs> fragile. Like we've seen this team blow massive leads, uh, okay. you know. And really, I mean, any the the Lakers last night they nearly lost that game to Portland. They were up twenty, you know, early in the yeah. third, early in the fourth quarter, and they nearly blew that game, like a, a a nineteen point lead. And we saw it. The Thunder, you know, took away a nineteen point lead from Charlotte just in the snap of a finger. And so, yeah. but what impressed me was Schroeder remained under control. Uh, he, you know, had a layup and then got to the free throw line at the end of the third and knocked down two free throws. And really to me, that kind of like to start the fourth quarter down that many points. I mean, Schroeder really put that game out of reach for them. And so just that time management, the awareness that it took to do that, you know, the Thunder, I mean, the Thunder have never had a backup point guard like this. I mean, Reggie was good. But Reggie wasn't like a floor general. He wasn't a guy that could manage a game. He was just a guy that could come in and score points and be a spark off the bench. But like, intruder, if he can continue to play like this and buy in, like this dude's a starting point guard in the NBA. Now, is he one of the better ones? Like, probably not. But he's he's good enough to start for a lot of these teams. And if you already have a good foundation, kind of like Phoenix does and you have Devin Booker as your star and you have Deandre Ayton who you want to develop like eventually you're going to need a point guard like that that Phoenix team like you watch them like man they have no point guards uh and it would be nice to have a guy like that and so eventually he's going to he's he's not going to be the, just the backup for the thunder um it depends That's it depends. a good thing you don't i mean i don't know maybe he's happy with it but i just i just i see a guy that can run a team when i watch him play yes
0: Yes, and that is that is the crucial part of being a great six-man. Like, you could start. You could start in probably 20, 28, 29 teams. Uh, no, not tennis. I mean, guys like uh, Manu Ginobili or um, like Lou Williams or yeah. uh, like Jamal Crawford's, Crawford in his good uh, good days or even Ennis. Uh, you can start probably for half of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the key is if you don't do that, and you you start off the bench and you lead your second unit, uh, which is in the in today's NBA probably one of the most important things um, among like team construction, and then you close games and, and you're great closing games like you did in Charlotte. And what's the like? What's the real difference?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, It's just like a little staple. I mean, I'm a starter. Uh, Like, no one one should care. Um, And I think that if he buys in, really, um, in being the best possible six-man OKC he could have, then he can really do a great career on that role. Because, as I said, I mean, he could be uh, probably a starting point guard for the last 10 teams uh, of the league probably maybe the bad half of the of the league yeah he could is, be is, is really is really what you want I mean because if if he wants know. to win if he wants to win mm-hmm. this could be a good role for him not just in OKC like everywhere in a in a good team yeah
1: yeah I mean I, I agree it's just I think when it comes down to it like starters get paid you know like they just do yeah, and, he, and, he has money though
0: <laughs> Like already And I, and I think I, that If he plays like that They will give him Good money well. yeah, Maybe maybe not 20. Like He had the, the, the way Like he could Like he could Have Done more In Atlanta As a starter He didn't Like you can be In a crap situation again uh, If you If you want to be a starter For a bad team Like Reggie Is Reggie gonna be paid More than what his contract is now? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, is, is he's, he's a fascinating player. I think his ability to get to the rim is crucial. I am so intrigued to see what this team looks like against the Pelicans Monday night. Uh, yeah, because Anthony Davis is a rim defender that this team hasn't really seen yet. You know, it's a defensive player that really keeps guys away from the rim. Uh, and I just want to see, like, are the Thunders still just going to relentlessly attack and create their offense that way, even against a guy that's going to block? I mean, he, he may block seven shots Monday night, yeah. Um, but are they going to continue to attack him? And what does this team look like? Like, like the Pelicans, they got smashed by the Spurs last night, and they're you know, they started off the season just red hot and they've cooled down a lot and they've leveled out and maybe this is closer to what they are, but I am very interested to see, you know, how the Thunder respond and play against a pretty good team in the Pelicans.
0: Yeah. I hope he gets his uh, floater game uh, going because he has it. Yeah, uh, it um, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see how they how they play against Anthony Davis. Um it's a good test. Uh, Yeah, it's a very good test and it will probably as every single game doesn't tell anything uh, on the ground scheme of things but Mm -hmm. uh, it is a it is a very good step on OKC development they they need to be consistent on what what they are good at transition Generating spot ups, um, trying to uh, to go at the rim as possible, trying to put Mirotic in any pick and roll they can. Yep. Uh, um, I want to see how how Grant plays Mirotic because that is a key of the game. Like Mirotic is not a great defender, hmm. and uh, that is a point where OKC can get a lot. Yeah, we'll see. But he's a really good offensive player. Yeah, and. but that that Jeremy is good uh, on the defensive side. That yeah. isn't. It's not a problem. Like, it is a problem
1: because Mnuchin will, will will shoot a lot. But, yeah, I want to see uh, also the other side of the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the rest of their week is, is pretty interesting because they have a back-to-back uh, Wednesday, Thursday in Cleveland. Uh, Six o'clock tip here in uh, Oklahoma City. And then they play at home against Houston on Thursday, uh, which is like the matchup of the week. Like, I'm just... I'll be there uh Thursday night. Uh it's gonna be so intriguing. You have your mellow layer, you have like the both teams that kinda got off to a bad start, and you know, Houston won you know against you know, Chicago and against Brooklyn, which both those teams are pretty bad, but still like they they've got on the board with both those teams. And so I I think you know it hardens back. This is kind of the team that they have and the Thunder are gonna have their team, and it's just gonna be really interesting to see because I think There'd probably be a lot of emotions in the building with the mellow stuff. Uh, you know, the Thunder probably want to crush... The The Thunder always want to crush the Rockets, and I think it's the same for Houston. Like, they just they <laughs> love to play against each other, and they they both really want to win. And so I'm really intrigued to see uh, what happens in that game, because, you know, I, it, I don't know if, if any of the outcomes would surprise me. You
0: know, it, it can happen, like, it really can happen like everything can happen in that yeah. game um, but again let's see how they if they if they go uh, away from what they should do um, that is like if they if they they lose uh, because they should because they should like 20% uh, on open shots this is still good uh, if they should because Rust takes like 100 um, pull up jumpers that is not good no uh, and if the if Russ, like plays lazy defense or try to go to um like lazy switches that is not what you want what you want to see, and one thing that we need to see is like a better version of paul George offensively and yeah no I question. think that will happen uh, sometimes in the future. We'll see mm-hmm. if it is uh, next week already because that could actually like if you have like ninety percent, uh, Paul George next week, then you can see great things. Yeah,
1: yeah, without a doubt. I think you know I, I'm just very. Just, I'm interested in this Rockets team just in general because that they're doing a pretty big experiment to see if they can still get by with you know guys like. James Ennis and Gary Clark is playing a lot of minutes for them. They're rookie. Uh, Hartenstein's playing some minutes for them. Mello's playing 32. He played 32 minutes against the Bulls the other night. I mean, like that's a lot. It's a lot of minutes yeah. for Melo. Um, and can they pull it together? Like it's, it's very, very intriguing to see what they look like. And I'm, you know, they play the Pacers mm-hmm. um, tomorrow night. That's a big test for them because like the nets and the Bulls, like that's no test. Like those teams aren't especially the Chicago Bulls are just awful, and you know the Rockets only scored ninety six points against them. But uh, the Pacers are good, and yeah. mostly because Domas is just the man. Yeah, Domas is great. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm so happy I put him in the top twenty centers. Yeah, uh, in the league he he deserved that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he I mean, low key deserves
0: a start on that team. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so.
1: I'm uh, not sure
0: that will happen, uh, but it sure. should. Yeah, probably not. Uh,
1: McKelly. we're going to do a short pod today. Uh, we're actually recording this Sunday afternoon uh, because we both just have really busy Mondays. So uh, appreciate you guys listening. You can follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Berra. Follow his project at chart underscore side. Uh, McKellie's great. He's a great Thunder follow. He usually uh, follows on during the games or at least tweets after the games are over some really smart thoughts. So, you make sure you're following him. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. You can follow our show at Down to Dunk. You guys are just the best because you continue to leave us five star iTunes reviews. Uh, we're getting closer to 700, which is super awesome. And if you could help us do that, that would just mean a lot to us. It takes just a few seconds, especially if you have an iPhone. Just click the purple podcast app, search down to Dunk, hit five stars, boom. That's it. Uh, we see all of them, we read all of them. Uh, they mean a lot to us, even the ones that have constructive criticism. Like that means a lot to us too. To to hear that from you guys, so continue to do that. Uh, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you guys again Wednesday with Alex Spears.